the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. All right, let's go to our first call in Landover, Maryland with Aisha, who's on the line. Hi, Aisha. How are you today? Did I say your I'm name right? I'm doing well yourself. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. How yes, do you sir. say your name? Did I say it right? It's Aisha. Aisha. Okay, I did pretty well with that. So tell me, Aisha, what is your comment or question? My question is, as believers, we um we're actually supposed to do things God's way. Mm-hmm. And what God says about divorce is, is that we're not to remarry unless that spouse dies. Mm-hmm. Or unless we are reconciled back to our very first spouse. Right. So Unless they marry again. Right? I mean, yes, unless we are reconciled back to our mm-hmm. first spouse, the person that we originally married. If we um But if they marry, marry if they marry again just to be clear, if they marry again and then get divorced, uh you shouldn't remarry them back according to some of the old testament rules. But we're living in both Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah, I'm just adding. Yeah, I'm just adding that to what you're saying. Yep, I'm just I'm just adding that to what you're saying. That's all. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, I'm just trying to find out. A lot of people want to get remarried, Mm -hmm. but don't see it as the word says. If you marry somebody else while that spouse is alive, you're considered committing adultery. Yeah. So how does that work? I mean, I've never been married before. Sure. But I see a lot of people saying, "Well, it's okay. It's okay." There's a lot of there's a lot of people that actually have a problem with it because of Jesus's words. It says, you know, if you marry somebody who uh, is divorced, they're still married in God's eyes, and so therefore you're committing adultery. And those were those were Jesus's words. Uh, there are a lot of people who agree with that. There's some people that would kind of disagree with that, and then there are some that would say it depends on the circumstances. So I would say it depends on the circumstances. Why? Because Jesus gives us uh, some exceptions here. The word of God gives us some exceptions. For instance, one exception, Jesus says in Matthew 5, is uh, adultery. So if you're married to somebody, Aisha, and they commit adultery, you can stay with them. You can forgive them and, and move on. That'd be awesome. And I think that's what God's desire would be. But if they do break that marital commitment and commit adultery, you do have the right to let them go. And if you do, uh, then that would be a a biblical exception or reason for divorce. Now, I just want to make make sure that people who are listening to me don't think, my spouse committed adultery, I can go get a divorce now. 
But what I am saying is if your spouse commits adultery, continues to commit adultery, and they don't want to stay in the marriage and they're just not being right, if you divorce them, uh, I do not believe God will be mad at you. I believe he gives you a, a certificate to say, you know what? They broke the covenant. You can divorce. So there's yeah. the fir- there's the first exception. There's another exception as well found yeah. in First Corinthians. And this is what they call abandonment. Uh, so adultery would be one. Yeah. Abandonment would be a second reason. And uh, that reason is, let's say, Aisha, you're married to a guy. And um, let's say you get saved. And he doesn't. And you've been praying for him to get saved. But now he's turned on you and he's saying, you know what? I don't even want to be married to you. You love that Jesus. You like that church. I don't even want to be married to you. Get out of my face. And you try to stay some more. You try to stay some more. But he's making it hard. He finally says, listen, I don't want anything to do with you. The text actually teaches us that we're allowed as believers then to let that person go and no longer be bound in that relationship. Now, again, I, I don't want people to hear me to say, listen, if your spouse is unsaved, you can leave them. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, but uh-huh. I just want to make sure to give the biblical teaching of the two biblical reasons for divorce. Now, in our culture, Aisha, some have added some things. <laughs> like some have said, Dr. Anderson, you give two A's, adultery and abandonment. But what about abuse? Now, what some people would say Uh is abuse is another reason. But let me tell you how they justify it. They justify abuse by saying it's like abandonment. If a man is beating on Aisha, so Aisha's married, this dude is is beating on her, slapping her. She goes to the police. She does all these things, but he's just beating on her. Some would say, well, so what? It's not abandonment and it's not adultery. She needs to go home and take it. That's kind of old school chauvinism. But new school folk would mm-hmm. say, no, that may be abandonment too. He's abandoned loving her and now he is mistreating her. So he's emotionally abandoned her. Now, again, it's a bit of a stretch, but like my friend Tony Evans would probably have that view of it. And others would have that view of that is just another way of of cultural abandonment. They didn't have it in the same way back there. They have it this way now. And so let's call that abandonment. I don't know what you think about that. What? A, but I think what's going on in our culture now is what is adultery really uh, because of the Internet? What is abandonment because of abuse? This is why personally as a pastor, I believe that uh, divorces should be done in a way where there has pastoral care. So the pastors in the church can kind of oversee the circumstances and the situation. I've been in situations where I've taken men in at three o'clock in the morning to get a woman out of a situation. And we have allowed her to be separated from uh, her spouse and then ultimately uh, to divorce uh, to save her life. But without pastoral care and without the discernment of the spirit, Sometimes people don't know whether it's right, whether it's wrong, whether they're allowed to or not. So I would say uh, add pastoral leadership to trying to look into the circumstance because it's somewhat situational. Does that make sense to you? It does. And I'm, I mean, you brought up adultery, uh, abandonment and abuse. And I, yeah. I mean, 
when it comes down to it, from what I know of the word, if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you're right. committing adultery right. anyway. If yeah. you're not, even if you're not physically involved in it, right? And I can understand the abandonment situation, but it also says if you being a saved one, you can sanctify your husband or your yeah. unsaved yeah. wife yeah. by not by words but by action. Mm-hmm. So, but my thing is like a lot of people in the church. Yes, they get married for the wrong reason. Yes, yes. But then they say, okay, because I can't fix this and we can't fix that, <laughs> yes. then I want to get a divorce. And yes. it doesn't say about, okay, anything about, okay, well, my heart has gotten hard towards them mm-hmm. or they cheated on me. It's just that we're not compatible or anything. So yeah. my thing is yeah. I understand and I respect the real reasons for divorce, but I'm still like wondering, okay, even with those and even with the, the things that actually God can fix, because we can't fix those certain other little ninks and kinks. Right. Why would people feel that, okay, well, since this went wrong here, then I can just go get married again. Right. But God says, you know, if it's not a biblical reason, that you're getting divorced, then if you choose to go get married again, you're committing adultery. Well, and here's... Because that first Mm -hmm. marriage, I never ended it. You decided to end it, you know? Well, and that's... So that's that's my thing. And I'm with you. A lot of people are getting divorced because, okay, well, I got married for the wrong reasons. Well, now I want to get married for the right reasons. Oh, well, I married this one for the wrong reasons. I'm like, okay, but you're just continuing to commit adultery. And people are like, well... They're trying to manipulate the words. They, well, God said a man shouldn't be alone. I'm like, mm. uh, hello? Yeah. Is, can somebody give some answer yeah. to this? Because even women think that way, you know? And, well, and this is I, why you have, one, to ha- you have to have a, pastoral care over these situations because mm-hmm. without having pastoral care, it, 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 there's a lot of circumstances that go on. And you're right. People left to their own are making their own decisions about compatibility. Like they're making decisions about who to marry. Now, even marrying someone, I think you ought to have pastoral care, premarital counseling, because you may think this is the person for you, but it may not be. We, we need a confirmation. We need affirmation. We need prayer. We need insight. We need wisdom and discernment. And when you have pastoral care, it really, really helps. Uh, but you're right. People just marrying because uh, she looks good. You know, he looks fine. I'm I'm 30 years old. I'm 40. I want to have a baby. I'm 35. You know, all of this other stuff. And so we we take marriage into our own hands instead of saying, God, what you have joined together, you know, is, is the Lord joining them together? You're right, Aisha. And then what happens on the other side when it doesn't work out? Well, is God tearing it apart or are you tearing it apart? Let no man uh, tear asunder, uh, the scripture mm-hmm. says. And so, I mean, you're right on, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm right with you. Then the question becomes, should someone remarry the same process of should someone marry the same process of should someone get divorced is the same process. I believe we should have, should someone get remarried? And that is pastoral care to help understand what the scriptures say, what the scriptures mean. And, uh, what God is saying right now to that couple. And without that, I think people are like without a shepherd. And so without a shepherd, they're making all kinds of decisions. Boy, you've kicked my show off really well. Aisha, Amen. thank you so very much. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Blessings. God be all the glory. Blessings. Hey, by the way, you have a blessing. I got a quick, I got a quick question yes, before, I, before I move on. Mm-hmm. What about you and getting married? How old are you? Do you want to get married or do you want to stay single? What's in your heart these days? 
I'm 38. Um, That's a good age. I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted to be married until God mm-hmm. revealed to me that that's part of His plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm just working on my purpose and trying mm-hmm. to be the best mother I can be until He sends my husband. Wow! I believe I know who He is, Uh-oh. but um, you already know. You know, we. <laughs> I, I God revealed Him to me years ago, oh, but wow. you know how we all we we have a spiritual and we have a natural, mm-hmm. and when we have so many people in our ears. Reminding of who the person used to be or whatever. Mm. Sometimes there's okay, God, are you sure? Did you did you is that me mm. or is that you? So okay. I just decided to let go and let the man be like, look, if 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 I'm right, you mm. know where to find me. If I'm right. wrong, may God bless you anyway. You know, wow. so um, okay. I just want God's will for my life and my children, and anything outside of that. Um, the birds can have it. <laughs> I heard that. I heard. Now you said children, so you've already had kids, but you were never married. I was never married. All of my children came to as a blessing to save my life, even though they came out of wedlock. Yes, sir. Mm, gotcha. Now, were if you? I a bel- didn't have my first. If I didn't have, if I didn't mm. have my first one, I would not be here right now. I heard if I didn't that. have my second one, I wouldn't be closer to God. If I didn't have my third one, a lot of hidden truths wouldn't have came about. So mm. it is well, and I can't complain. Well, you're seeing the goodness that comes out of of uh, even though it was out of wedlock, and you know that probably wasn't the right thing to do. God still used it to save you. I think that's what happens with a lot of people yep. who will get married again. I know a lot of people have been in a second relationship and they're like, you know what? It wasn't right, but guess what? God has used this second marriage to really save me and to bless me. And so sometimes you just got to look at it as, wow, God's grace is just crazy sufficient. Hey, listen, I got to run, Aisha. It is. I'm it coming is. right back, though. I'm running to my commercial Alrighty. break. God bless you. That's fine. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. They are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came Mm. out. It it was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Boy, my Facebook is just moving here. I mean, like a couple of good questions on here. One is uh, young people getting married uh, because they don't want to have premarital sex. And uh, the one uh, lady uh, on my Facebook page says that uh, she knows two couples that have married for that reason, young couples, uh, because it says in the scripture it's better to, to marry than to burn, you know, to burn with passion. Uh, that have been divorced within six years of getting married because they got married for the wrong reason. Or is it the right reason? Is it okay to marry someone because you are sexually attracted? You don't want to have premarital uh, sex because you want to save yourself for uh, for your spouse. 
Uh, and then all of a sudden you're married to this spouse and uh, – you realize, oh my gosh, maybe I got married because, well, I was, uh, I guess can't say the certain words. Uh, I was, uh, let's just say my appetite was, was great. Uh, there you go. So then when that appetite is, is uh, satisfied, uh, then the real you shows up and the real person shows up and the real couple now has to live real life once that appetite. So is that right or is that wrong? Again, I'm going to go back to situational uh, circumstances. Uh, it's going to depend on the couple. Uh, if it's strictly uh, marriage for uh, sexual gratification, I don't think that's the best way to handle it. Me as a pastor, I don't believe. Now, there's some old school pastors, look, better to marry than to burn passion. Marry. You want that girl, marry her. But the problem is, do you really know her and does she really know you or are you driven by your drive? Did you get that? Because if you're driven by your drive, once your drive uh, is satisfied, will you st- still be driven to, mar- to, to, to be married to her? All right. And there is a distinct difference between being married and having a marriage. And you've got to be ready for a marriage, regardless of whether you're burning with passion, regardless of whether uh, you already had sex and now she's pregnant. So should I marry her or should you marry him because uh, he impregnated me? You've got to be ready. Listen, not to be married, but to have a marriage. And until you're ready to have a marriage, I would say personally uh, that uh, you shouldn't get married. Now, again, there's an old school philosophy. There's a lot of cultures where they got married based on um, not love and passion, but based on arrangement. And they'd be together 30, 40. I know some people who have been arranged marriages, and they've been married 30, 40, 50 years. And they're doing a whole lot better in their culture with marriage statistics than we are in our culture because we marry just because of love and passion and, and all this other stuff. So who is God calling you to marry, and are you in it for the long haul, and what does it mean? I believe you've got to be prepared for marriage. And 85% of the couples that stay together uh, have had premarital counseling. A lot of the couples that break up is because they haven't had premarital counseling. Let me say that again because I had the statistic wrong. 85% of those that break up never had premarital counseling. That tells you something, doesn't it? They weren't preparing for a marriage. They were just preparing to get married, two different things. All right, let me go to Destiny in Alexandria, Virginia. Hi, Destiny. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm well, Dr. David Anderson. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. You got a comment or question today? Yeah, I just wanted to follow up with the um, caller from before. Um, And it's just this topic about like marriage and divorce is definitely something that I think everyone has grappled with a little bit. But I really just wanted to kind of go back to what you were saying about first in Corinthians, Mm -hmm. where Paul talked about like for the, you know, unbelieving wife and the unbelieving husband, like if the um, spouse wanted to go, then they let them go and they weren't bound. And so, right. you know, I've heard people talk about like abandonment. Right. And so the the key thing, like when I've read that scripture, I go back to like verse 10 where Paul is like basically to the Mary, I give this command, but not, right. but not me, right. the Lord. Right. And he basically says like, if you separate the woman, remain unmarried or be reconciled. Yeah. And then that the husband, that the husband must not divorce, but then in verse 12, when he talks about now the rest, which is now about the whole abandonment, leaving right. and stuff like that, he says, you know, I'm saying this, right. not the Lord. And so I look at it sort of like Supreme Court. Paul knew 
he couldn't say anything or give a commandment to the church that would have superseded right. what God has said. So if Jesus on the scene, his word was, except for the cause of fornication, mm-hmm. if you remarry, then you're committing adultery, then that was the law of the land. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Paul now saying, you know, if you're leaving, he I don't think he was addressing divorcing and remarrying, that's Mm -hmm. not what he even talked about. He just said, look, if your spouse isn't a believer and they want to leave you and go, then let them have, you know, have peace in your home. Mm -hmm. God is not saying you got to chase them down. Right. But the law of God still says remain unmarried or be reconciled to your husband. So I want to hear, like, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I'm I'm with you on it. I'm reading the same passage, and uh, I I'm not conflicted um, when it says when he says I not the Lord. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's still God's word, and God still um, you know confirmed it as his word. But Paul was uh, like me, I guess. You know, I'm saying like, listen, this is what I'm saying, but you got to go to what the Lord says, and I think that's a good distinction. And and I I think you're right on, Destiny. I'm glad that you uh, underscored that. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook. And when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. All right, let's go to Juanita in Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, Juanita. It's Dr. David Anderson. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? Okay, I have a situation. Um, this is my second marriage. Okay. Um, I I married him the second time at tw- age of 24. Mm. And I was a babe in Christ. Okay. Um still learning the voice of the Lord at the time, although I don't know why I was so stupid to do something like I mm-hmm. did. But anyway, um, I kind of got involved with a married man who was a pastor. Uh-huh. And I told him, you know, but I felt the lead of the Holy Spirit. And um, he said, of course, and well, if the Holy Spirit tell me that you're supposed to marry me, whatever, whatever, whatever. I left alone. We left alone. But then we ended up getting um, involved. Okay. So he was having an adulterous affair with me. Got it. You're um, the other his, woman. His wife divorced. Yes. Okay. His wife uh, divorced him. And um, a few months later, he married me. Okay. Um, now, ever since we married, I'll be quite honest, I've just spoke in my spirit, that's not your husband. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and it's, it's, it's causing me problems. Now, we've, we've been married 22 years. 22? But 22. Wow. But it's causing, I, I can't let that go. I, you know, I told my husband how I feel. And he says, you know, God has forgiven us. Um, forgive yourself and, mm. let's, you know, keep working on our marriage. Right. So my question, I guess, is, because <laughs> I'm really at a point of divorce. I, that's mm. where I'm at. Um, what, what, what do I do in this perspective? Do I, do I is, has God forgiven us? I mean, I know God's a forgiving God. But because I'm still in the relationship, yeah, you know, I just just my mind is that. So if you can help me out, well, first of all, have you gone to the previous wife and apologized and admitted what you've done? I have. 
Okay. And how did she respond, by the way? She is, she's at a I don't care mode, you know. She right. doesn't want to talk to me, you know. Sure. Doesn't want to accept my apology. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I understand that, you know. Yeah. I, I understand where sure. she is. So sure. I can't be mad at her about that. But I, I did apologize. Yeah, good. Well, he is your husband now. And so what you, in my, in my opinion, you know, uh, kind of like my last caller says, the Lord, or is it you? This is my opinion. You have to take it before God. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, he's your husband. Now, if you got into it wrong, uh, don't get out of it wrong and make two wrongs a right. Two wrongs don't make a right. And so what I would say is do what you're supposed to do and love him surrender to him and make this work because this is your second marriage too um you know and so both of you guys are in a second marriage uh don't get divorced and then try to go get in a third marriage or something else you got in it wrong but you ask the lord for forgiveness you ask the person for forgiveness whether they did or not is on them and now you got to do what's right make it the best you can make it um so that's that's my two cents on it now, again, it's between you and the Holy Spirit, too, because if you're getting this sense he's not my husband, he's not my husband, well, he is your husband. You know, you didn't get him right, uh, and you got into it wrong. Uh, but you're at least admitting that. You're open to admitting it. You're being honest about it. This is what repentance is. You go before the Lord, and you go before him and her, and you say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm not going to do this again, and then make this right. And the way to make it right is not by now ending this one and getting into another one. No, make this the best you can. Based on what you've told me, that's what I'm seeing. What do you think? That gives me peace. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon or at our Owings Mills Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10.30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.